0: welcome everyone once again to friendship and i am kenny and malcolm um my my loving longtime friend is out on a paternity leave right now so stepping in for him i have another um well not as long time a friend i guess but 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 a good recent friend um named named matt hello matt hi guys <laughs> hello matt so um so how does it feel to be, to be stepping in front? You've never met Malcolm, have you? I I feel like I've talked, I've I've talked about him a lot, and you, and you've actually met quite a bit of my friends, but you've never met Malcolm, I don't think, right?
1: I have not, actually, it's it's sort of odd, although I see, I feel like I know him because I hear so many stories.
0: Yeah, um, so, uh, so, and songs, too. And songs, yes, yes, the, um, yes, the old two friends. So we, uh, so I, I've, Matt, you uh, so you know a little bit about the podcast and sort of know the structure here, and I think by now anyone who listens, um, for the four devoted regular listeners we have, <laughs> no, no, they they sort of know Malcolm and I's background, um, but but so it's probably good to do a little introduction to how we became friends too, um, and maybe okay. so it will do a quick digression into that before we get into today's topic. So. Just really quickly, so um, me. So, uh, so we met in uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, um, mm-hmm. beneath a beneath a shady willow tree, I believe. Where I, I think was, it was at
1: a I was at a pizza place. it was at a bar. <laughs>
0: where I was I was reading a book all alone, sort of oh. twirling my curls, and then I think <laughs> you can You were looking dashing in a suit, I believe, and then you came up, and it's been. Fr- Mispr- that was the movie that was the movie version of pride and prejudice with oh. Karen and <laughs>
1: you're mixing it up
0: that's right i am that's right so yeah so we um so we went to school together um and uh we went to grad school together and uh grad school grad rad school and um and we're and we're friends uh and we're friends through there which which that's as, as anyone knows who's gone through that um that's kind of a that's kind of like the military for a feat snobs. <laughs> it's <laughs> like <laughs> where where you are put into a you you, are, you are put into a high stress uh, position, um, and then uh and then you know so so certain bonds are forged. Um, for and we, and
1: we use military language for it. right? We call it a cohort. Or I know, right? So for us, so it is. It's, it's it's as close as I'm gonna get to joining like a Roman legion.
0: I know, you know, if we. If we weren't, you know, just, just, just weak willed, you know, sort of milquetoast guys, you know, it'd be like we're in the Roman legion. That's all. <laughs> That's all it takes. All you have to do is just get rid of all the manly parts of it, and then it's like you're in the military. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so so we've been friends to that, and we did a, uh, and we also, I mean. You, you were always good for, a, you and I did quite a few extended trips together as well, which I feel like also yeah. also sort of endears other people to you. Um,
1: like, yeah, you don't know somebody until you've watched them almost cry into SpaghettiOs <laughs> in a Parisian hostel.
0: <laughs> that, that is true. Um, I think Shakespeare said that. And, uh, and, and yeah, so there was, a, there was a lot of that. Um, so a lot of traveling, a lot of really intense book reading. In close proximities, um, <laughs> and yeah. So anyway, so I think I've obvious I've established a clear basis for a friendship, I believe. So I think we can go from here. Um, and so, uh, and so, Matt. Right now, I also like sort of giving uh, sort of background as well to why why you would be qu- even why you would be even qualified to talk on this topic. But so you are currently a PhD candidate, is that right? You're not quite a doctor yet, but you're. Um,
1: that, your is, own- that is true. But you're on here. I'm, I'm Canadatus.
0: There you go. And so, uh, so yeah. So I imagine you will have many challenging things to say. I guess I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how it relates. But anyway, but we actually, in Malcolm's absence, we decided to have a little, have have a little fun and to mix things up a little bit. So what today's topic is going to be is it's going to be friendship and clichés or friendship and platitudes aphorisms you know the, the idea being that we're going to discuss friendship and then all those sort of lazy sentiments that get tacked on to it Cause it seems like friendship is one of those things where uh where again there, there's a million sort of proverbial sayings about it and you know what you should do and what you shouldn't do and the way friends behave and the way they don't um and so i i thought it'd be interesting to lay some of those out there and to then discuss how true we find them, or you know, are they true in some circumstances? And to kind of work through them that way. So we're going to do this in kind of a rapid fire format because again, there are just so there are so many of them, and you know, we could sort of get bogged down in these if we really sort of went through every single one of them. So I got I have my phone here. Excuse me. And so we're going to shoot for maybe five minutes for each one of these, and uh, I figured maybe we can do like kind of a back and forth where like I'll throw out one, then you can throw out one next. And then we'll do that for thirty minutes or so, thirty minutes or so, and then we'll, uh, you know, wrap this shit up and call it good. Does that sound? Does, that, does that sound <laughs> Sounds funny? like a sounds like a plan. Okay, so I have a list of five here, um, five cliches about friendship, and uh, so let's just start at the top of my list. Okay, so okay. this this cliche is friends. And fish go stale after three days. Have you
1: heard that Oh, I like that one. I've heard that one before. I just – this – you know when you like know something and it disappears from your memory? Sure. For a little bit? Yeah. But I think it's called forgetting most human beings.
0: (laughs) There is a word for that. Yes, they created one. Um, I'm a PhD, people. (laughs) (laughs) So so what do you – so have you ever – so how do you feel about long-term – like visits, you know, because I I have a couple I have a couple sort of approaches to this. But how about first? Do you think in general this is like a good rule of thumb? I mean, it depends on the person. I think there are
1: people that like I could have as house guests for like a week, two weeks, and like I don't know, it would be like kind of like a mini roommate situation mm-hmm. where like I think there are certain friends that I just sort of can fall into a kind of pattern with yeah. um and i think I was, i'm trying to think i don't know um through like situations where i've had a house guest and just wanted them to leave me alone forever yeah um but but in those situations like a lot of times they were just acquaintances that like needed to crash for a bit mm-hmm. so it wasn't necessarily like i was hosting a friend
0: here, here would be maybe my initial reaction is I feel like when people are staying with me... <laughs> this is this is like shows my complete lack of self-awareness. When people are staying with me, I feel like this can become kind of acute sometimes. Again, like there's obviously people who I have way more patience for than other ones. Um, but... But I feel like when I'm staying with someone else, then I can often forget this rule. Like, I remember a couple times where I've, like, extended stays at friends' houses, like, into, like, the four- or five-day territory. And, like, Mm -hmm. Uh, like, and so, and and then it becomes almost harder to recognize something like this. But um, there obviously is, is some wisdom, is some wisdom. Here's maybe a better question. Does fish really go bad after three days?
1: Fish goes bad, like, if, if I'm to judge by Tennessee sushi restaurants, fish goes bad <laughs> after, like, a day.
0: I currently I have some salmon in my fridge right now. Like, I've flown in from Dillingham, so, like, super rural Alaska, and, uh, and it got left out overnight. And I still am, like, I think that's okay, because it's, like, smoked and stuff, but I'm still. Just, uh, yeah, I think smoked fish is fine. Yeah, but, um, but okay. So, uh, so maybe we can also – and these are with a quick verdict. So because because all this can obviously be sort of discussed sort of ad nauseum. But maybe at the mm-hmm. end of each of these, we can decide – we can just say a yes or no if it's true. Like just do a, okay. gro- a gross yeah. generalization, and then we can decide whether each of these sort of cliches – So so fish and friends um, go stale after three days. True or untrue? Um, I'm going to say
1: untrue. I think a good – like I, I really think that for me on my end – If it's a good friend hanging out, staying over at my place, like, there are ways that if our patterns of life are similar enough, like, it's sort of just, like, a prolonged roommate situation. Okay. I I also may just be a whore for attention.
0: (laughs) Maybe. And, again, I'm going to – so I'm I'm actually – I'm going to say it's true but with, again, some qualifications because I think – I think why, again, like, there's obviously people who I can – I I could spend a month with probably I think after three days it's when maybe you don't necessarily like want them out you know but it's when after three days you realize your patterns now either have to be changed or you have to be annoyed by the person you know like you can sort of just like casually sort of work around things for a while but after three days then like all right we're talking about a lifestyle change now not like a not, not just not just like a friend thing over. Okay. Um there you go. So, one down. Uh do you have one now? Okay. So, this is something I've
1: seen it go around Facebook a lot and usually like those sort of bros who like you know how there are like smart bros and then there are like just like absolute dumbass like like doing mudding with their trucks, you know, bros. But then there's that like middle range of bro that thinks they're an intellectual, but is it? <laughs> so, 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 these me, are the
0: types so of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I know. So, I, I know myself very well. Go on, Matt. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so this, this is a quote about friendship that I often see like thrown around Facebook by the middle range of bros because they think it's like, I don't know, clever or something. I, maybe I'm, til- I'm giving a, I'm sort of showing my hand on this one too early so it it goes like this a kind of variation on this a good friend will bail you out of jail your best friend will be right there with you saying that was fucking awesome
0: (laughs) yeah Um, that's rad that's totally true that's 100 percent. that's never without any qualification that is always (laughs) the case i believe
1: i don't know it's it's about different (laughs) roles in the friend friend group though like i think there can be best friends you know who, who can be the responsible one?
0: And I'm kidding, of course. Of course, that's okay. that's that's silly. That's dumb. Yeah, I mean that doesn't even, that not make sense. When when is when is when is a relationship ever healthiest when there's complete mutual validation. Like, whenever there's, like, just unquestioning loyalty. Like, when has that ever ended in anything but something exploding that shouldn't have exploded? But like, no- well, I also like that criminality is used as the measure of friendship. Like,
1: somewhere C.S. Lewis is just, like, choking.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and not to mention, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, of course that's, that's dumb. That's dumb. I, I, I've if you subscribe to that, then you know, don't don't subscribe to this podcast. Or do, please. You're fine. Where if you're one of those four if you're one of the four loyal listeners, then please keep listening. Don't I'm sorry. I'll send you I'll send you something. What do you I take want? back everything I said about bro about like <laughs> mid lane intellectual bros. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So so okay, so I I think we can agree there but well, is there any before we move on, I, before I just miss it out sort of out of hand. Let's do devil's advocate. What is there what is true about that? Um, about maybe maybe at a certain sta- at a certain
1: stage in one's life you need that friend. I think like in high school and in undergrad, you need that friend. At forty years old, you become a deviant
0: if you have <laughs> a friend like that. But, you know, I think we've all seen that in different forms and sort of iterations. Like, like, what do people – what about that is appealing to people? Like, is it the idea that that is kind of like a juvenile way to approach friendship and some people sort of fetishize that way? Like, like again, where, like, your friends are always these, like, sort of petty criminals that you walk <laughs> around kicking over trash cans with? Like, it's like, is there something about, like, that kind of friendship that people – that is, like, true friendship to people? or I mean, again, I, I not that you don't need all the answers, but, like, do, I mean, do you have any insight there?
1: I mean, I think you you were on the money when you said it's about, like, just a ridiculous level of validation of whatever behavior one is up to. Yeah. Um, that, like, if you're engaging in criminal enterprise, that your best friend would be like, okay,
0: bud, I'm on board. <laughs> S- so let's go burn down that convent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, true friends. Um, okay, good. So I think we worked through that one. Um, so here's my so here's my next one. And this is like if you had to give if you said like if you said to someone, tell me a cliche, this may be the one that would like come to mind, you know? Or at least it'd be in the top three. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer.
1: Hmm. Let me think through the, this, because one, this one's more about enemies than it is friends. sort of I have to sort of do a quick mental shift here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't want my enemies that close to me. Like, I, I guess if I was, like, in Renaissance Florence as a <laughs> career, this might be, like, a good piece of advice. But as a grad student, I feel like, well, hey, I mean, who are
0: people's enemies? When yeah, people good. use the okay. word enemy, it's like,
1: I'm not a superhero. I don't yeah, have an enemy.
0: Good. That that's that's where I was gonna go too. Like like, what would your enemy even be? Like, I'm trying to think of like if I really did want to keep an enemy close, like it would be people I pro- And this is maybe again, this is maybe what you said about sort of like renaissance versus now. Like, I feel like if I had to do my enemy, like it wouldn't even really be a person I interact with. Like I like at work, I don't have like a like a foil that I like we're constantly sabotaging each other. You know, like I don't. I don't even have an enemy in the sense that maybe this phrase like do you know I mean you you read stuff. Like th- sometimes this, this is probably I've been known to read. This is probably from a famous thing that I don't know about. Like is this from like some like so like a Roman historian or something? Like do you know the like what's sort I, of the root I, I of I don't
1: actually it, it sounds like I mean I could imagine like Cicero like this yeah. is like Cicero on a bad day.
0: <laughs> just like, just
1: like beside Cicero, he's like, oh, and yeah, friends and enemies.
0: Maybe we can use this to go because the only sort of enemies I can think of. Again, I don't have the the term I'm about to say. I don't really I mean have the Prince of Luxembourg, right? <laughs> of course, he's always <laughs> he's my <always>, arch foe. <laughs> I know my my arch foe. He's always taking my lands, but but like, but maybe maybe we can sort of work on this to talk about like the idea of a frenemy too which is also kind of like a cliche that you know like that, i've that mayor... had
1: frenemies like i like there is that weird space
0: well like know. what what give me a story like who was a who was a frenemy or what like what well, did that what did that look like well i mean i think it where i
1: often encounter frenemies it's when it's friends of friends and so they're like moving in the social circle with you and you do all these activities together because they're kind of part of the crew mm-hmm. and yet they drive you up the fucking wall um, like
0: like and so like, like do, by doing what
1: i mean a lot of times you just put in these situations where you do build up mutual histories together yeah. and there's a kind of closeness through that but also those mutual histories are like fraught with frustration and
0: okay so so at, at that point your enemy was relatively close, and did you feel like that was for the best? No. <laughs> there we go. No, I, th- I think we can agree. So, so, this one we're gonna
1: call this one a no, right? Like, yeah, there's no yeah. way that keep yeah, your friends close but your enemies closer. So, like, who? Yeah, I just don't even understand the initial logic of it. If we're not like about to betray the the
0: Duke of Burgundy. <laughs> and his plot to to take the rubies out of the crown of france okay so yeah so no on that but so the idea in front of me is yeah i mean i think everyone as much as the, the the term sort of that is that a portmanteau is that what that would be is, is that, am i using that isn't that like two yeah, words yeah por, a, a portmanteau toe yeah so there you go see i've gone to school too <laughs> but uh, but uh, so that so that, <laughs> that... <laughs> fuck you <laughs> what if this was, like, an elaborate, like, attempt for me to, like, try to seem smart to you? I'm like, see, <laughs> look off. Oh, I think things... <laughs> um, like, like there's not even a podcast it's like this, can... this is all like a delusional creation I've made where like you talk to Malcolm and he's like oh yeah I just I humor it but he just goes on about this podcast <laughs> it's like, if, there's, I can't find it anywhere I think, he just, <laughs> I think he listens to the files over and over again it's really it's dark like, you find him it's like I haven't recorded Malcolm's side of the conversation like it's just me talking and I'm
1: just like
0: yes so we're talking about a beautiful mind here. <laughs> I guess that's true yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay um anyway so Um. Uh, but yeah so frenemies are real obviously we got that um so uh... But we
1: don't want them close to us like a no, frenemy but... is i mean i guess i mean this is getting into like really scary waters and we maybe not want to get this serious but the way that like, women female friendships work and male friendships work i i can think i can see like legit frenemies like people that you legitimately like and hate simultaneously i feel like i've known women who have like actual friends like that and it's not people that they're like forced to associate
0: with yeah and i think again i don't want to you know i don't want to make of, a blanket yeah.
1: generalization
0: about. yeah women. I, I don't i don't
1: <laughs> alienate your alienate massive swaths of your
0: audience <laughs> but yeah i mean i like i've i've known i've known women who have those kind of friendships in a way i'm not sure I, I, I actually take that back, though. Like, I've had friends that I think, like, just because of whatever fucking way the moon was whenever I met them, like, that's the only reason why I'm friends with them. Like, like I really do have people that I'm in regular contact with. Like, I think that, like, I don't even really know how the connection was made. Like, it, but, like, and they're people who, again, I wouldn't necessarily call them enemies. They're more just people who, like, I think have giant fucking character flaws, but for some reason, like, it doesn't really bother me in a way that, like, I think... The same person on a different day again. Like I, I don't really know how to explain that. It's not really a friend of me, but but it's you know it's kind of a similar thing where it's like this friendship is clearly fulfilling some need that's not the norm of what a friendship usually gives to you. I don't really know mm-hmm. what that says about me or friendship in general. And you know what? Someone, someone else can talk and, about that. And what so,
1: are the norms that you know friendship? Oh, Matt, that's that's. You that's let's not
0: let's not dance through that minefield but like (laughs) do do they involve (laughs) handjobs most of the time um i hope i I hope your
1: podcast isn't like normally a really like some like intellectually serious affair because i feel like i've taken us through donald trump misogyny and handjobs
0: one of the episodes was about soda so no no great cultural work was done that day (laughs) like we're fine you're you're completely fine but um Okay, well I, well, I think we went through that.
1: So do you have another one? Yeah, yeah. so this one – I actually came up with this one while we were talking about the, uh, the jail cell scenario. So this is one I hear a lot too, um, and it's the idea that – and sometimes it's like – this com- this one comes up in, a, in like conversations among friends every once in a while, that a friend – like your best friend – You would be able to go to them after, like, killing someone or committing some crime. And instead of turning you in, they would help you.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, um, you
1: know, like, you wouldn't turn, you know, you wouldn't rat on your friend to the cops if your friend had done something awful. Like, you would help hide them, get them across the border. You've heard this. Like, I mean, this isn't, like, this isn't me just fabricating these insane criminal scenarios yeah, right yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, no, this is like your one thing your fixation is like friendship <laughs> and crime but no this is, this is actually interesting to... well, let's,
1: let's do another episode on that right i'll come back yeah. for a guest spot on friendship and crime
0: it's just like this horrible confe- this confession where you're like we're friends right you <laughs> um, but this is actually to, to draw an interesting bridge um so last week we did friendship and Montaigne. Which again, uh, I'm sure got a rousing two listens because who, <laughs> what person under that isn't like a 16th century French noble listens to that? But um, but so on that episode, one of the points in one of his essays on friendship that we didn't get to talk about was the he says on one of the, one of the lines that if a friend asked him to murder someone, that or or if a friend what was it If a friend like asked him to murder someone or or that he needed to kill someone. And he's talking about a true friend here, like a like a spirit level, like almost like a like you know like we're talking about like the Greeks, like you know like this yeah, is like like this is like a higher Achilles and Patroclus, yeah, like the gay sex, yeah, <laughs> or you know maybe sometimes <laughs> with it. And uh, but but and he said that like if a friend asked him to kill someone, he never quite says he would do it, but he says we are of the same mind. With the idea being that a true friendship, you are so connected. That if a person says that this person would need to be killed that then you would automatically am i making sense here but then like you would yeah no, I'm following you it. Would, i don't agree i think you it's would, stupid yeah of course it's dumb i mean i'm not <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to see this argument made convincingly but then the but just to sort of again to add another sort of maybe fake theoretical weight behind what you said so again your, your original question was that what that you would like that good friends would like kill for each other. Is that what you said? I I kind of lost yeah. the thread. Sorry. Oh sorry. No, that like if if a friend came to you and you're like
1: you got to hide me. The cops are after me. I did X, not ecstasy. Like you did X. Like you did. <laughs> I got it. Insert yeah. insert a crime here. Yeah, I got it. Um, that you that you would help them. Like if if you had. Well, I mean, let's go with this. Let's say you commit a terrorist attack. Oh, like, Would I like
0: get you across the border? <laughs> you like. It's Trump's America. I don't know if we can joke about this anymore. <laughs> like like can we? Like if I if I, fucking, I say hi to the, can I say hi to the NSA officer if, listening to this? If I go to the new fucking Walmart Guantanamo that he's gonna be building there, then I don't know. Like it just <laughs> I hear they're
1: getting a subway.
0: Yeah. Dude, have you ever looked? At, do you have you ever like looked at like Google Earth things of Guantanamo and they like have like a fucking Burger King there? Like it's the most disconcerting thing because there's just like you've, I'm not. because,
1: like most Americans. I push that deep, deep into my. Deep dude, but brain. there's like
0: there's again. It's like any. It's like any like army base, right? Like there's like these this there's weird like normal American infrastructure. Like in the same way, there's like. You know, I hear there's, like, Burger Kings on, like, bases like, Afghanistan or something. Like, it's just, like, there's this kind of, like, strange thing. Anyway, this is real off topic. But, um, I mean, it depends on the crime. Like, not to—I hope (laughs) it doesn't get used against me in court one day. But, like, I mean, like, if (laughs) you—if you, like, you know—so you're running from the cops. In this scenario, you're, like, actively fleeing the cops.
1: You're on the run, and your friend has to either hide you, lie for you— um, get you across the national border. All
0: right.
1: Hypothetically, I'm like not the... saying that I'm involved with I any mean... sort of meth ring.
0: <laughs> but if I was... <laughs> but if I was, I would hope that you Leave could the money under the mat. Is that how you do meth deals? I don't even know. I probably just showed how <laughs> little I know about meth.
1: <laughs> All I know about meth comes from Breaking Bad and <laughs> the billboards that say <laughs> meth not even once, which... Yeah. Weirdly assume that like people are recreationally like trying meth once. Yeah, like,
0: <laughs> who, yeah, who are that would be a weird thing. Like meth is no one's party drug. Like meth, <laughs> you're already fucked if you're trying <laughs> meth. It's like. like we know, I only do meth when I drink. <laughs> but um. Fuck, so we right. got way off. We yeah. We, we just, this yeah. this car <laughs> career. Yeah, yeah, oh, that got way. yeah, that got out of control. But um. I don't just know. it depends on the crime. Yeah, I mean, like... Like,
1: murder's different than having like it, an international drug ring.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you were involved in some, like, high-class shit, then yeah, I'd probably... do. Like, in a weird way, like, yeah, if you were, like, a flash drive on you that, like, the government couldn't get, like, that shit's cool. Yeah, I'll hide you under a bed. That's fine. So,
1: so, <laughs> yeah, well, so essentially I'd have to be Edward Snowden.
0: Yeah, more or less. Yeah, if you were Snowden... Then yeah, you can stay in my shed. That's fine. Like I would, like in a weird way, which which is which, essentially the Russian government's approach. to <laughs> Which the funny thing about that too is that like even though it's like it seems more petty, like the stakes are probably way higher. Like like you realize that 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 dude in a tie with a flash drive is like. <clears throat> Fucking getting shot in the back of a car, and the way the guy who actually killed someone is just like go you, know, you know, like rot in jail for a while, you know, like you know, it's like you know, one is actually you actually disappear for, you know, but um, but yeah, like if you did some white collar shit to a degree, then maybe I don't know, I don't know. Don't don't steal. <laughs> if someone gives you a flash drive and says put up your butt, <laughs> then don't do it. Just don't just don't do it. Well,
1: I mean, this is all predicated too on this idea. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to, like, Aristotle and also, like, C.S. Lewis, which is, like, Aristotle for children. Um, <laughs> but it. this idea, yeah. right, that, that that friendship is supposed to be about growing in virtue mm-hmm. together. <clears throat> and that's where Montaigne's thing falls apart for me because, like, I don't know, like that one mind thing. It's like, oh, gross. Like, you need – like, the friend still needs to be the other, like
0: – Yeah, again, his whole conception of friendship really – and again, for the little I've read, it seems to be very much predicated on – like a like a consumption of the other in a way where it's like it's not the idea that you were to like a true soul level friendship, is you two becoming one being and this like kind of homo um you know like the it's it's built off that kind of thing you know but yeah. uh but no no I would agree I think to a twenty sixteen mind yeah the uh, even growing in virtue even though you would maybe people would laugh at the idea of what is virtue but but it's like but but that is I think more intelligible. Hashtag Trump. Yeah, the, but <laughs> that. Trump that
1: ever, ever. Sorry, I keep bringing up Trump. I need it's to a, stop.
0: It's okay. It's it's fine, man. We'll <laughs> <laughs> Edited,
1: you'll get in. you get in the editing
0: room. <laughs> um. And uh, all right. Well, there you go. That's true. So, so is that? So I'm not sure. We can can we give like a straight yes or no to that? Then I mean, that's like maybe one of the ones that, like it, it like requires um, qualification.
1: Y- yes to yes to white collar crime and drugs. No to um, blowing
0: up a nightclub. There you go. Yeah, that's those are really those are rules to live by. I think I think that's not just friendship. I think that's everything. <laughs> um, so uh, all right, so let's do let's do one more, and then we'll we'll see how we feel. Um, so where am I going here? <laughs> okay, this one, <laughs> this one, I, it's all right. I'm gonna skip this one and go this. One. Okay, so this uh, because we already got enough borderline massaging, I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna do <laughs> that one we've but, done misogyny and crime i feel yeah. like so this one is a friend in need is a friend indeed
1: oh i hate when they rhyme <laughs>
0: well, like they...
1: anytime anytime a platitude rhymes it just makes me yeah want to throw up
0: true or false a friend in need is a friend indeed
1: even like the thing about these like rhyming platitudes is that they like often You you poke at them for two seconds, and it's just like (laughs) – they break, and there's just this hollowness
0: at the core of
1: it. Yeah. Um, So, like, does it mean – like so there are, like, alternate meanings here. Does it mean that, like, a true friend is somebody who always needs you for something or, like –
0: I would – so here's – What the fuck does it mean?
1: The longer I think about this, the more I realize that I don't really know what –
0: it's, it's, it's the logic it's, is it's kind of like one funny. of those things it's kind of like when you say a word and like you say it so many times that it like stops making sense or like even sounding like the word like a friend in need is a friend in indeed kind of swirls around in your head but like what so what I would what I would say that if a friend has sort of a desperate need or a desire then the friend that can fulfill the desire is like, I guess a particular. This really does become difficult to like describe. What I know, right? Like because, because, yeah, the, the the logic of the sentence is that the the
1: friend who is in need is the real friend, but a friend in need is a friend indeed.
0: You're right. So, so the sentence actually almost seems to be built to suggest something other than what than the
1: way it, we use it.
0: Yeah, because because the way we use it is to say. Like if I need a dollar and you have a dollar, then I say a friend in need is a friend in D, because then you would be like the you would be the good friend there, obviously, right? Or am I or am I reading this wrong?
1: No, I think that's how we use it. I don't know if that's what the sentence actually parses as.
0: Yeah. This is it, why it,
1: everybody hates platitudes.
0: <laughs> or this
1: is why I hate platitudes. Yeah. A lot of people like platitudes, but I don't like a lot of people.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Friendship. Um but but so that's yeah, where was I going on here? So so yeah, so I don't, I don't know what to do with it. So I mean, is there a truth? Is there any kind of truth in that though? That a friend in need is a friend indeed. I mean, I, I guess, I, I guess, I guess there's I, like a
1: codependence angle here that's kind of gross.
0: Yeah, so so I mean, we can also think about it that way. So if the <clears> referent <throat> is like back on the person in need, so a friend in need is a friend indeed, then yeah, then that becomes kind of like a, like not quite like fully sycophantic but like the idea where like then one person is kind of in a subservient role which you could see then how they would be a good friend again like if i really need a dollar and i know i'm going to ask you for a dollar in two hours like i may offer to drop you know like again like there, like i could see in that two hours me going overboard to like do what i think would be a good friend but then but then you have to ask yourself are you actually being a friend then
1: a friend like, and uh, yeah. not like it becomes so transactional that it seems less about friendship and more about um yeah like like, like being a but, sycophant
0: but even the kind of quaintness of the sentence though it's kind of built into it right like a friend in need is a friend indeed like that that kind of suggests. So, you can, you, yeah i mean you could sew that onto a cracker barrel pillow <laughs> but i mean it also kind of suggests sort of the inauthentic the inauthenticity of what it's kind of suggesting like it's kind of like, like it is this kind of like you feel kind of gross saying it in the same way the sentiment if you kind of poke at it is kind of gross too maybe that's giving too much credit to it but but like it's i mean i guess i guess in the strictest sense it is true though like i mean if you need something from someone you're not gonna like you're going to go out of your way to sort of butter them up whether that counts as actual friendship is debatable, but, like, I would kind of say it's true, actually. As gross as that sounds, like, I would kind of yeah, say... Yeah, no,
1: uh, I agree. Is this the first one we agree on? No, we yeah. agreed on the the crime one.
0: Yeah, that's true. That, that's so, But, yeah, so I would... Yeah, I mean, I would say... So I'd probably say yes. You, like, you kind of yeah. to dig. You have to dig through a, a little bit of layer to get into it, but, yeah, probably yes?
1: Yes, in a really dark way, that we've taken something... You know, that is supposed to be pleasant and we've found the darkness inside of it. So our our graduate school training has come in handy.
0: There you go, exactly. Um Alright, perfect. Well uh well yeah, I mean I alright, so I mean I got a couple more, but we could we could go all day and I think like, mm-hmm. that we got five. That's probably enough, right?
1: Oh, I had one more if you want. this one oh, we go can maybe it. bat through. Sure. Nope. because uh, I only count with three, so I feel like I'll burn th- I'll burn this last one because uh, this is another like Facebook thing that people post, you know, sometimes in those images with the frilly cursive or whatever. Yep. Um, real friends can go for years without seeing each other, but then they can pick right back up where they left off when they meet again.
0: I think I think your tone reveals what you feel about this. Uh, so do you. So, so do you. Uh, I mean, what, what do you think? I don't know.
1: I mean, to be fair, as much as I like just mocked the hell out of that with my tone, like I do have high school friends that like I see maybe once a year, like around Christmas, like we got the, we get the gang back together and uh-huh. uh, we do kind of pick up where we left off.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I no, actually, I would probably say this is true, too. Like I, I have friends that are pretty much the same way. Like, I have people that I haven't seen in years, you know, that then they whenever they pop in my life, like there's like not like a weirdness. Even sometimes mm-hmm. it's always interesting when there's sometimes even people I keep in better touch with than when I see them again, like there's almost more weirdness than when there's like these people who have kind of again, just disappeared off the face of the earth and then kind of pop up and you can, you can pick back up the problem. I think the problem is that. You can't expect a friendship, then, to, like, be able to survive that.
1: Yeah, because some some people change, and especially once people have kids. What if Malcolm leaves the podcast? (laughs) Because he had a kid. I I almost, like, sort of unmasked this whole thing. It was like, well, you know, once people have kids, they're completely different.
0: (laughs) They're real sons of bitches. (laughs) They become really distant, and you can't identify Yeah, I go on this, like, teary, drunk rant about, (laughs) like about it they just change they just get different
1: and suddenly drinking bourbon until two in the morning is alcoholism <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i mean i, I would say that, that it's true but not that it's not like it shouldn't become like the way you live your life if that makes sense like you can't just like there's certain you can't friends... just keep popping from town
1: to town to every person you've ever met and be like hi oh, you want to start our friendship back or you
0: can't like or you can't get pissed at someone if like they legitimately changed. Or if you, like, contact them after, like, two years and they, like, don't make a huge effort to, like, do stuff with you.
1: They got new friends now. They don't need you.
0: <laughs> I mean, kind of. Like, it's it's fine. But also, like, yeah, I mean, you can't, like, the for this to work, it kind of also suggests that you've kind of fallen out of touch. And when you fall out of touch with someone, then you kind of forfeit some friend rights, right? Like, you can't. Yeah, like, I think there's no guarantee that you're gonna be invited to their wedding, and there's no guarantee that you're gonna, you know, be able to pick right back up where you left off, whatever that means. Okay, good. Okay, well, I think we've now unmasked all the mysteries of friendship. I think we can. I think so too. I, I think. think I think we can wrap up the podcast really our the life.
1: Podcast week. is done. I we think, can probably dude. just
0: kill each other now. And just you know, <laughs> I think we've done everything right. <laughs> that would be our, if we could. That's how I want our friendship to end. That I want us to be.
1: You want us to Thelma and Louise it. I want
0: us again. I want. We to, almost. I
1: mean, I feel like in Europe we could have almost Thelma and Louise it. There think, was a night and there was a night in Luxembourg where like we could have jumped off the parapet of the city because some, we couldn't there, find that fucking hostel.
0: That, those are some of the few times in my life where like briefly death actually did sound kind of better than just like continuing for five more minutes yeah that's yeah you are one of the few people who have seen me at those kind of moments in my life so that 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 means something but um but yeah well good well Matt thank you for uh thank you for stepping in um for Malcolm why he uh had his baby
1: man it's science is amazing now (laughs) I know right (laughs) Trump's America
0: (laughs) 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 uh but uh but great all yeah, right this, so, was, this was a ton of fun uh, so okay so just sort of concluding business if you made it this far so um you can find us on facebook at two friends um we sent us an email at uh friendship and podcast at gmail.com it's friendship and the a and d is spelled out um, friendship and podcast and we still have our little promotion going right now so if you review friendship and on itunes we prefer five stars but if not you know it's whatever you can fuck yourself <laughs> but uh, but uh,
1: but if you they, they, they give us one star they give you <laughs> one star just like it was like the stuff about like murder was really scary
0: yeah i did it was really weird the interesting it was, was like gonna... a lot of terrorism I in, that, it... in
1: that that yeah
0: yeah there's there's a lot of violence in this episode actually as we look back. I believe I ended up threatening to kill myself, which is, you know, I don't do every single day. But uh, but so <laughs> can we also talk about how Guantanamo Bay ended up in a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I made the assertion that Trump is going to build a Walmart Guantanamo Bay, which I guess would be, like, a like a super center for storing human <laughs> beings, which, like, is probably not super far off. But um, anyway, so so if you review us on iTunes, it helps us out. Um, it helps us in the algorithm sort of pop up a little higher. And so if you review and then screen cap and then send us proof at that email, then uh, Malcolm or I will send you uh, a poorly made drawing of something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we'll try to keep it PG. We'll try. Yeah. No promises. <laughs> uh, and also, so subscribe on iTunes, and also the couple of most recent ones are up on SoundCloud if you like that for some reason. So, um, so uh, Matt, thank you again.
1: No, no problem. Thank you for having me on. All
0: right, and uh, thank, thank you, you Terry of...
1: Gross. This was great. I, always, I, I love, I, lo- I love Fresh Air. It's my favorite <laughs> program. Oh,
0: uh, if only. Um,
1: bye, Matt. Bye, everyone. Bye.